Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles. We win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Okay, good evening, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Winged Octopus. This is Tyler here along with Kayla, Tess, and Tanner. Kayla, how are you doing in Michigan tonight? I'm doing pretty good. Um, I'm happy to be on the show tonight, and I'm looking forward to the Stanley Cup playoffs. And we're happy to have you. Tess, how are you doing in Michigan as well? We have two Michiganders on here. I love it. Go yeah, ahead. I'm doing fine and dandy. Excited to get this podcast on the go. <laughs> good, good. And Tanner, how you doing in North Carolina, South Carolina? I don't know which Carolina you live in. <laughs> North Carolina right now for the time being. Uh, things are good. Good, good. Glad to hear that. So today we're just going to cover a few things. Um, you know, obviously the first one being the Stanley Cup final. Um, we know Kayla is a big Nashville fan. She wants Nashville to win. I don't think anyone in here wants Pittsburgh to win, you know, <laughs> especially what they did to us in 2009. Those, that was our cup to win, and, you know, they took it from us. Um, so the first thing I'm going to be asking is who do you want to win and why? I'm going to start with uh, Tanner. Who do you want to win the Stanley Cup final, and why would you like them to win? Well, I think the obvious answer is the Predators. Um, obviously, that 9 season still leaves a uh, sour taste in my mouth. Um, you know, I'm, I'm just happy for Nashville. Um, their fans are awesome. They have a lot of excitement and passion there um, in their fan base. Now, the, uh, Nashville hasn't won a championship in, like, any sport, so it would kind of be awesome for that town, which is mostly a music town to begin with. Um, but as a Wings fan, a lot of people will remember we played them in the playoffs for – a number of years in first and second round games. So, um, you know, they kind of had to, you know, work their way um, the last couple of years, get knocked out in the early rounds. But, um, you know, I just kind of, I like, I like the young team. I like the fans. The atmosphere is great. Um, you know, and I love the Nashville area. So um, I think it's an obvious decision for me. I think that's a good one. Now, um, is there anything you'd like to add? Like, do you think they're going to win or do you just want no, to No, I think win? the Pens are going to win. Um, okay. I think when you add in a lot of their experience and guys that have been there before, um, I think that at, at this point in the season, you know, the long grind, um, but maybe some of the fresh legs of Nashville at this point in the season will give them the upper hand. Well, do keep in mind that Pittsburgh was here last year, and, yeah. you know, there there is some mileage on those legs. So that's that you true. make a good point there. Um, Tess, uh, who do you think is going to win the Stanley Cup final and why? Mm, well, for being realistic, I feel like Tanner, I feel like the Penguins are going to sweep – or not, not sweep, but like just come in and win again, which I don't want to happen. I want Nashville to win. Like Tanner said, the city, I think, deserves it. They've come a long way. When they hosted the All-Star game, I became a fan because you could tell that they're just – 
loving hockey. They're coming to hockey town. And just how they've done this whole series. They swept Chicago. I was so happy. I don't know about you guys, but I'm like, they freaking swept Chicago, like Nashville, like the underdogs. They swept Chicago. Yeah. They battle hard against St. Louis. They battle against Anaheim. And I want PK Subban to hoist that cup and just be a big F you to Montreal. <laughs> I love him. He deserves to, you know, just be happy and end this season because last summer it was like a crazy trade. So I'm off for Nashville and PK raising the cup. And, and now I'm just going to ask you the same thing. Um, oh, you actually, you answered that. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, okay, so Kayla, that leaves you. Who do you want to win and why? Or who do you think's going to win and why? I'm sorry. Well, who do I want to win? Obviously, anyone that knows me by now, Nashville. Nashville, 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 all the way. Um, <laughs> I want them to win also really quick uh, because I picked them to win the Stanley Cup before the postseason even started. So that would be just crazy. Only I picked them winning over the Capitals, not the Penguins. But, I mean, I was just stupid. I'm never picking the Capitals ever again. So No one's ever <laughs> picking the Capitals ever again in anything. Never, never. Like, I'm, I'm done with them. But anyway, um, <laughs> I, I think they're going to win because they have – they might not have the experience Pittsburgh has, but I think – Kind of to play off of what Tess said, I mean, they beat Chicago and they swept Chicago, and Pekka Rene is a huge just difference maker in this series. And I mean, you know, Marc Andre Fleury was doing really, really good for Pittsburgh. And then for him to just have that one bad game, you know, and then they just pull him, I mean, it's going to be like a, a funny result to see if Pittsburgh ends up winning. You know, then good for them, you know, like Murray, you know, they, they can say the coach went with the right decision. But if they lose everyone's going to look back and say well if flurry was a net things could have been differently um i really want nashville to win though because of the whole uh jim rutherford he came out with some comments yesterday about my favorite non-red wings hockey player james the real deal james neal <laughs> he didn't he didn't really say too much about him but the way he said it it came off really bad and James Neal also shot back with a few comments, too. I don't know them at the top of my head. I apologize. But I know uh, Jim Rutherford said something along the lines of, uh, you know, the trade for Hornquest or whatever, which worked out for both teams great. You know, like, I mean. I mean, they're both here. Yeah, exactly. They, it, the trade itself is is awesome for both teams. That There's nothing wrong with that. It's just the GM for uh, Pittsburgh basically was just like, you know, we wanted someone with passion. Well, I mean, when you say that, that's just kind of like what, you know, so James Neal obviously didn't have passion. And then he also mentioned something about the locker room, you know, that Hornquist is a great fit for the locker room. So it makes me question, like, hmm, what was going on, you know, that whole time? Because when Neal played for Pittsburgh, him and Malkin were amazing together. And then Malkin got his best friend taken away from him. So, <laughs> and, and the only point I'll argue there is the Penguins had some good regular season teams, uh, seasons with Neil and, you know, um, and then, you know, they, they met their, their biggest nemesis in the playoffs, the Philadelphia Flyers, and the Flyers taught them how to play hockey in those series. Um, and, you know, <laughs> those series were, were incredible. I think it was 2012, the Flyers and the Penguins. I think it was 3 nothing and, and – Philly came back, or, or no, it was three nothing. Philly and Pittsburgh came back to take two games, and then the Flyers were just too much for them. But I mean, the Penguins went into that series as the favorite team to win, 
and mm-hmm. the Flyers just, you know, destroyed their hopes and dreams. And now that Pittsburgh team was a very uninspired, unpassionate team. Now, whether that was James Neal or whether that was the coaching or whether that was Sidney Crosby, um, you know, his bitchiness, uh, I don't know what it was, but, you know, <laughs> it plays into the factor of maybe why he said those things. It's quite possible it was the latter point. So now moving on here, and I agree. Um, moving on, we have uh, another subject here on the Stanley Cup final, and then we're going to move on to something else. Um, so basically, it's going to be your favorite storyline of this series. And also, I added this. How many games do you think this will last? So first of all, I'm going to start with Kayla. Favorite storyline and how many games do you think this series is going to last? I mean, I kind of already said my favorite storyline, but I mean, I guess I would also add probably the fact that um, – I'm a huge USA hockey fan, and I just think, you know, growing the sport is just amazing. And the way Nashville's, you know, just been so amazing, their crowd, the atmosphere. I mean, if you look at some of their videos, it's just like, wow. Like, it's insane. It's like Detroit fans aren't even like that. I'm sorry, but they're not. I mean, we don't really have reason to be. Don't get me wrong. But at the same time... You know, I mean, you just watch it, and it's like a sea of yellow. They are so loud. It, it's exciting. It's just awesome. And, I mean, I don't know. I like underdog stories, too. They're the 16th place seeds, so, you know. Um, and how many games? Is that what you said? Yeah. How many games do you think it's going to last? Six. Six. Yes. Okay. So, Preds and six for you. Preds and six. <laughs> We're going down the ladder. Tanner, your most compelling storyline of this series and the number of games you think it's going to last. Well, I kind of touched on it before. Um, I think the most compelling story is obviously them being the newbie here in the Stanley Cup Finals and them not having won a championship before in any of their major sports. Um, I think that's kind of the key storyline to focus on how their team reacts to that and how their fans react to that um, against a team like Pittsburgh, who we mentioned has been there plenty of times before. Um, but with that being said, I am going to go pens in five is what I'm going to guess. I mean, that's that's not a bad way to look at it because the Penguins have been there and Nashville's, you know, may have some post postseason jitter or Stanley Cup final jitters uh, that do get accustomed. But I think when the series goes on, I think Nashville does take at least two games in this series. Um, and then Tess, um, your most compelling storyline in this series, and, and uh, how many games do you think it's going to last? I touched on it earlier. The PK Stuban storyline is I, what I love most about this. But we talked about it before we went live. Um, the fact that Pittsburgh could be the first team to, since the ninety-seven ninety-eight Red Wings swing back-to-back cups. I think that's a good storyline, even though I don't like Pittsburgh. So I don't want them to win because I think, like we were saying earlier. As Wings fans, we've lost so much this season. Give us one thing to hold on to. Give us one thing just to, you know, ride on the summer. Like, give us, let us have that back-to-back title for a little bit longer. So, I mean, I think that's a good storyline to, you know, see how it goes. And I want Preds to win in six. Yeah, I agree. I, I agree. Uh, that is a compelling storyline. Now, I didn't give my opinion on who do I think is going to win and why. I'm going to do it very quickly. I want Nashville to win, obviously. I think Pittsburgh's going to win. It's going to be in seven games. It's going to be a grueling series. Um, and then my most compelling storyline for this series, it's got to be and, – and this is going to be a very un, um, unpopular sub um, opinion here. 
Um, you know, I've gone on the record saying I'm not a Sidney Crosby hater. I admire the skill. I mean, yeah, he is a bitch, but you know what? <laughs> that's that's kind of the game we live in now. There's a lot of bitchy players out there. Um, Sidney Crosby going for his third Stanley Cup. I mean, he's the, one of the best players in at least the modern era, probably the best player. And that, for a non-hockey fan or a non um, like a casual hockey fan, that's a compelling story, um, you know, especially because he's basically um, becoming a legend, especially winning three Stanley Cups. You know, not a lot of people do that, especially in the modern era. So I think that's a compelling story. Um, I know it's not a popular opinion, but, you know, it is obviously one of the stories that is out there. Moving on, <laughs> we, we have some good Red Wings news. Um, the Baby Wings, the Griffins, are going to the Calder Cup final. Um, for the Our first time, are growing up. <laughs> for the first time since they won it, I believe it was back in 2012 or 13 when they won it. 2013. Okay, 2013, good. Um, so they're going to the, the Calder Cup finals after they beat the, uh, oh God, who'd they beat? who they beat the other night? So, San Jose. San Jose, San Jose Barracuda. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. Got you. Yes. <laughs> they, beat, they, they beat the Barracuda in five games. They're moving on to the Calder Cup final. Um, I guess my question to you guys, and I'll start with Tess, who do you think, or I'm sorry, you know, how good is this for the Red Wings? You know, what does this mean for the Red Wings in the future for this Griffins uh, team going to the Calder Cup final? I think it's a great thing, especially, I mean, it's only, what, been four years since they last made the Calder Cup appearance. But just it just shows how, I mean, even though we haven't had the best draft picks in recent years, it's just showing that we just kind of deal with what we got and we've done somewhat decently as these little kids. I mean, because they're a fairly young team. I feel like they're some of them are still in their teens. They're not able legally able to drink yet, but here mm -hmm. they are, just you know, you know, keep on winning and they're grinding. And I think it's almost like an audition, an audition for them potentially to make the team next season. I'm hoping you know they're like, Ken Holland, look at me, look at me, put me on the team. So well, he's I think there. it's a great thing. Uh, he is there. He's so I there. think it's he's a great watching. thing for this organization because I mean our. Our guys are getting old. We need some young legs. So, I mean, I'm just, I'm hopeful. I'm hopeful that we can bring these babies up and they can just restore the youth and hope for hockey town. As long as, That's what as, I'm long as Marshall on. gives them the ice time. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I mean, there's no debating that. They need the ice time. The, the, the kids need to play. Uh, Tanner, so what, what is your thoughts on the Griffins going to the Calder Cup final? Well, it's kind of funny, Ken Holland, like, being there and watching because, like, over the last, like, number of years, he's always neglected the young players and, like, well, he's going to need them now if he's going to get Or whatever. Um, uh, you know, I'm, I'm just happy for them in general. Like, a lot of these uh, guys that we got to see play for the Red Wings at the tail end of the season kind of go back down and continue uh, to play very well. It's just fun to watch. Um, I remember going back, and I don't know if many people watched this, but in 2013, uh, when they won the Calder Cup, they kind of did a behind-the-scenes um, episode of, like, each game through each series or whatever that kind of showed the locker room and game highlights and stuff. It was just kind of cool to see um, a lot, how a lot of those players maneuvered and how Blashill handled that team back in 2013. Um, so, again, I think it's just great for – you know, us Red Wings fans are trying to cling on to something that's hockey that is 
currently not the actual Red Wings right now. Um, but, you know, they're just a very fun team to watch. And I think you hope you see a couple of those guys uh, contribute next year and the next couple of years. And, and obviously, you know, you hope they win because that, that teaches them to be winners, whether it be at the high level or it's not. That teaches them to win together. Also, I will add that they're playing the Syracuse Crunch in the finals. And guess who that is? That's the affiliate of the Tampa Bay Lightning, a team that the Red Wings. That's who they played last time in 2013. That's who they played in 2013 as well. Exactly. And you know what? That will keep the rivalry going, you know, if the Wings get to the playoffs and end up playing Tampa Bay again. Because, you know, not only do the current Wings hate the Tampa Bay players, well, the Griffins and the 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 Crunch, if they meet in the uh, Calder Cup final, which they are, you know, that's going to make those guys hate each other, especially Lord because help us all. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we, need, we need that to continue because, you know, what? there's no there's no rivals for the Red Wings in the East. Hey, right is now. Steve Eiserman going to be at their games? That's all I want to know. If Ken Holland yeah. is in their games and Steve Eiserman's not there, that's a big telling sign, right? I would say they're both probably going to be there. <laughs> um, so the, the final thing, um, Kayla, I just want to get your opinion. What's your opinion on them going to the Calder Cup final? I mean, I just think it's great uh, overall for us. I mean, it's it gives us something to look forward to. It lets us have a little hope that, you know, not everything is horrible and that <laughs> the future of this team, you know, has some pretty good upsides to it. Um, you know, I'm excited about little Bert, for example. I mean, I can't wait till he gets a full, you know, full-time spot up here as long as Blashell gives him, you know, more than, what, six minutes of ice time. And also, I'm a firm believer in a Russian on our team makes us better. And so Svechnikov, you know, he can come up here anytime he wants to and start playing with us. I mean, I don't know. Ever since we, like, lost that Suk, Marchenko, yeah, okay, he was okay too. But I don't know. We need a Russian. The Red Wings, we're known for our Russians. We need Svechnikov up here. But anyway, yeah, I think it's great for um, the organization, and I'm really happy for them. I will just add that, uh, you know, I think that it's tremendous uh, for them, you know, going to the Calder Cup final and, you know, being able to win together, you know, and and as they grow up as as players, you know, maybe they do end up becoming a Stanley Cup contender at some point. Um, Homegrown talent. Homegrown talent is the biggest thing in the NHL now. And to see the Griffins go all the way to the Cup final, that's got to be very, uh, you know, uh, I guess, for lack of a better term, you know, happy. You're happy to see that as Ken Holland and and you know as the owners of the Red Wings and the you know the president and everything like that. So, okay, um, so we're <laughs> fire department. Someone's um, house is on hot fire. take. Somebody got a hot take. <laughs> well, actually, you know what? That works because we do have a third subject, and you know that this one could get pretty hot. I'm going to turn it over to Kayla. So. She can uh, fill us in with uh, what's been going on with the Red Wings goalie situation. Hint, hint. All righty. Well, okay. So um, for those of you that don't know, maybe you do know, maybe you don't. Two days ago, um, I saw this story online and I posted it on Twitter and Red Wings fans like blew up. They went crazy about it. Apparently, what happened was there was a hot mic incident with the Griffins announcer, Bob Kayser, when he had Ken Holland on as a guest. And while he thought the mic was off, it wasn't. And Kayser ended up asking Kenny something in regards of, like, so you still plan on trading Mrazek, Peter? 
And there was no answer from Kenny after that. It was silent. Um, it's kind of hard to, I mean, I don't think I heard Ken Holland on it at all. It's featured from hockeyfeed.com. And when it originally came out, uh, you know, most fans were saying, well, where's the source? Where's the source? But in all reality, I mean, it's Bob Kayser's voice. So it happened. You know, people can't say it didn't happen. It happened. Um, unless someone's really, really, really good at like editing it, <laughs> but no, it happened. So, uh, so yeah, so that obviously led to, you know, the, who should the Red Wings keep Morazic or Howard? And also, you know, like if we were not, not even just the whole Vegas, who we, who are we keeping, you know, for the expansion draft, but also are we going to trade Morazic? Are we going to trade Howard? So I mean that's where uh, that's where it kind of um, hit the that's where shit hit the fan basically because um, everyone knows Red Wing fans are known for their goalie uh, drama and it goes back to like the Osgood days. So my opinion, um, my opinion is obviously clear. I'm sure <laughs> I would much rather keep Morazic. I mean he's younger. He's not injury prone. Howard is. And this is going, first of all, this is going to come off very anti-Howard. And I want to just make this very clear. I'm not anti-Howard. I think what he did for the Red Wings this past season was tremendous for us. You know, he was on top of his game. If it wasn't for him, the Red Wings wouldn't have made, you know, I mean, they didn't make the playoffs, but you know what I mean. They wouldn't have even, like, stood a shot or anything. He was the only player that showed up night in and night out this whole entire year. But... Besides for that, in the past, Jimmy Howard has had Nick Lindstrom play in front of him. Brad Stewart, when Brad Stewart was good, you know, in playing in front of him. Nick Cromwell playing in front of him, a healthy one. Back when he could skate. Yeah, Cromwell when he could skate, <laughs> when he wasn't injured, and when he would hit people. That's the when he was allowed to hit yeah. people. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> when the rules weren't so screwed up now. Um, that's the defense that Howard had multiple times playing in front of him in the postseason. And it just seemed like, especially when it came against like the San Jose Sharks in the postseason, for some reason, it just seemed like Howard just did not have that extra, that extra, like little, I don't know how to even put it, that extra thing. Um, um, yeah. To get, <laughs> um, yeah. Um, to get, you know, to get over like, Okay, he let in a bad goal. All right, shake it off. He couldn't do it. You know, like, that's just the way it was. And it was like that for a while. Now, I do blame Babcock for that because, I mean, there were reports that Babcock, you know, he wasn't great, you know, really nice to Jimmy or whatever. And we all know Babcock is not a goalie coach. But at the same time, you know, Howard just – it's – it's just time to move on. We got to move on with the future. Yes, Peter Mrazek had a terrible year. Actually, a terrible year and a half, I will say. But everyone conveniently forgets that the first time the Red Wings met uh, Tampa Bay in the postseason, not the second time, but the first time, Peter Mrazek was on top of his game. And I still say if Cromwell wasn't suspended for a stupid, stupid hit that shouldn't have been suspended, that he shouldn't have been suspended for, we would have probably went on and at least made the Eastern Conference Finals that year. And Mrazek played amazing. He was the reason the Red Wings got to the postseason that year he was the reason that they probably could have at least won the eastern conference championship that year now again i'm not bashing howard i'm just looking at the past and the present and 
Mrazek doesn't have the defense that Jimmy Howard was fortunate enough to have. And also, you know, Jimmy Howard was fortunate enough to have Pavel Datsuk play in front of him, too, for quite a while. Mrazek did have Pavel Datsuk for some time, but he had an older Datsuk and a Datsuk that was homesick. So I just take all that into account. And, I mean, the answer is pretty easy for me. I understand people love Howard. I don't want anyone that's a Howard fan to think, you know, I'm trashing him. I'm not. It's just the way I look at it. We want to we want to look forward to the future. And when we're looking forward to the future, we have to go on with younger players. We have to move on and not look so much in the past and not worry about, you know, well, Howard was like this in the postseason, you know, back in God knows what year when we were playing in the Western Conference, you know, like, how's he going to be now? And that stuff worries me. I mean, yeah, Mrazek, he has time to mature. And really, really, really quick, not to drag this out, someone did bring up a great point to me. The same scenario happened in Montreal a few years ago, or not a few years ago, I want to say like maybe nine years ago, ten years ago, you know, with Carey Price and Yaroslav Halak. I mean, everyone thought that Price would be the goalie that would be getting traded, and then they traded Halak, and now look, it worked out perfect for them because Carey Price is – probably one of the best goaltenders best in the league today. So, I mean, Price, you know, he had to mature. He had to find his game. He here's was, the, here's the problem, though. Did, <laughs> what we've talked about for this last whole year, last two years, Detroit has put themselves in this position that they need to trade Mrazek. We talk about how many bad contracts that they have on that team right now, that if they decide to trade Howard, they're going to have to pay Mrazek all this money at the end of the year. His contract's up at the end of the year, and he's going to be looking, demanding a bunch of money because now he is in his prime. And Detroit probably just can't afford to keep him right now under their situation because they have this Aptelgator contract. They have this Luke Lindenning, this Darren Helm. Uh, you know, I can go on with some of those bad ones, but you have to, right now, I think you have to get something for Mrazek while you can, or else he will walk in a year. Now I'm on the same side as you. I'm not trying to trash trash Mrazek in that sense. He had a terrible year. He's had many chances to keep, keep the job from Jimmy Howard because Howard can't stay healthy. Um, we talk about how Jared Coro is not the answer, but he came in and stole the, the job from Mrazek when Howard went down with an injury. And that just cannot happen. Um, if you're going to be a goaltender moving forward. Now, on top of that, if you tried to trade Howard, again, we talk about his contract. His contract's so tough to move um, that you probably wouldn't get much in return for him. Um, plus, you're putting a lot of faith in Ken Holland to make a good deal on that. Um, I think he has a lot more leverage um, to work with Mrazek and at least getting some pieces back for him. Um, again, and they put themselves in the situation. I don't agree that you trade a young goaltender while he's there, but they put themselves in this situation and now they have to find a way to get out of it. And this is the only, for me, this is the only way that they can get out of it is if they trade Morazic and get some pieces back for him. The only thing I will add to this, and, and this is, this is kind of, uh, you know, just something that, that, you know, people say about Jimmy Howard is like, you know, he doesn't know how to win in the playoffs. Well, he did a pretty damn good job of beating Anaheim in that playoff series where the Red Wings were literally depleted. And, you know, they, they he stole that series. And he almost stole the Chicago series too. But then Danny DeKaiser got hurt late in that Anaheim series. And, that you know, they were banking on Carlo Koliakovo to freaking – uh, you know, will their defense to beat the Blackhawks, who, you know, was one of the best teams in the last, you know, 
probably 15 years. So, I mean, that that's the only argument I have. You yeah. know, he literally stole that series against Anaheim, and he almost willed them to win that series against Chicago as well. If I can really quick add on to that, I do agree with that. But at the same time, in that series against Anaheim, you had – Damian Brunner. <laughs> I know. Everyone's wondering. <laughs> where, where to kick it off? Where in the world where's Damian? But remember, this is when Damian Brunner was actually like a thing, and he was good. Uh, Nike, Gustav Nyquist, who was amazing. Thomas Attar, who was really, really hot. You yeah, know, what happened to that Gustav Nyquist? You know, I mean, <laughs> oh Lord. I will just again say, you know, I feel like the team itself was better. With I, no, I, there's no, there's no disagreeing. I mean, the team this year, you know, and I mean, it, the thing is too, you know, Howard plays better than Morazic with the same team in front of him right now. So, you know, you could say that you can make that argument, but at the same time, I just feel like I understand what you're saying, but it also I take into account of if you do go to try and trade one of them, what team out there is looking is needs a number one goalie and can give us a top four defenseman for Peter Morazic. And I, I don't see any. I mean, there has been some suggestions that have been brought up, and I never even heard of those guys. I'm sorry. I, I refuse to think that we're going to just lose Morazic to some guy that has I'll give you the one. I'll give you the one that I'm thinking of. Who? Jacob Truba. Winnipeg doesn't have a goalie in the oh, future. Yeah. They, yeah, they do. They have that kid. What's his name? Uh, they uh, have Connor Hellebuck, but they don't believe Hellebuck. in that kid. They they don't believe yes, in that kid because because they had they had him bringing them up and down, and they had Hutchinson playing, and they had the other kid playing. They don't believe in that kid, and that's why I'm saying if if they sign Buffalo into that big extension, if they want to win in the next few years, they better go get go out there and get a goalie of the future, and that would. That would make sense. Uh, a young defenseman who's already signed for a goaltender that you're going to have to pay, but you already paid a number one defense, and you're not going to pay another one. I guess, but I, I, I still just sorry, I disagree. I think they're, I think they're good with the kid in that the Hollywood kid. There's nothing wrong with disagreeing. <laughs> I just think that that if you're going to get a, a defenseman, it's going to have to come at the expense of. Well, if it's not going to be Morazic, it's going to be one of the young forwards. So you pick. That, that that's really what uh, what the options are because there, you always have to give something up to get something. And most of the time, if you're going to get a defenseman, you're going to have to give up a defenseman too. And that's that's a whole other scenario because they we don't have, have no defenseman to give up. up. <laughs> we have nothing. <laughs> we have nothing. <laughs> exactly. Although, you know, I think the defense does get a little short change because at the end of the season, they did start to come together. The Kaiser was a mess Nashville the whole scored. year. Sorry. Uh, there we go. Who scored it? Oh, PK. PK. <laughs> Motherfucking PK. Um, got excited. I think – Sorry, okay. guys. Here at Wing Doctor, we forgot what defense looks like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we got excited. We get excited. After Nick Lindstrom left, we don't know what it yeah. is. Before we get too we far don't know what it is. Before we get too far off track, I do just want to point out um, that the defense, while it does get the lack of 
you know, they, they didn't play as good as they should have. I do think that defense core is better than they get credit for. And I also think that the forwards don't get enough um, backlash because I don't think the forwards are as good as everyone else thinks they are. And and the defense, they had Willette who came stepped up and played really pretty good. They had Jensen who stepped up and played pretty good. And they also had Russo who, when he was in there, played pretty good as well. Um, and then, you know, like I said, the Kaiser was a mess. Mike Green had a, you know, injury riddled year. And Nick Cronwall and, and um, Jonathan Erickson can just Exit. go away, Exit. please. <laughs> Exit. What was it? Exit left stage? Exit, or was sta- that what it was? Exit stage left. That's my saying. Exit stage left. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> and now they're reviewing this goal here. Um, but, of yeah, I mean, I think – Tess, do you have anything to, to add on the goalie situation? Because we do have to we do have to wrap this up pretty uh, soon. I mean, I like I said it to you guys earlier, I'm just like I wanna care, but I don't care. When Howard, when he's good, he's good. When Morazic's good, like when they're on, when they have their hot streaks, they are awesome. But when they have that bad game, like us, like I guess it's like a uh, what's it called? A, a flaw of us wings fan. We just, you know, oh, they had one bad game. Let's run them out of town. I said that's how we are. We gang up after one bad game. <laughs> and I just, I don't know. I mean, I want to go with youth, but I don't know if we can afford the it. The problem is they don't have that go to guy. Yeah, we just, they don't have that go to guy. They bounce back and forth all the time. Mm-hmm. What the thing, like, I think I was saying about that. We never had, they were like, they were band of the year season that wasn't like three games on three games off like they never had gave them like a stretch of games to like get their groove and i think whenever they did mm-hmm. guess what howard you're doing good but Mark's gonna take this game like there was never like a set groove i think that screwed us over really bad because they got into their mm-hmm. own head games and where's the hot mess i don't know whatever's best the situation is really a mess. You're right. And um, I mean, I guess I'll just add like my my um, opinion about this. I don't give a rat's ass who's in the net as long as the team's winning. <laughs> and and with I that agree. decor that they have and the lack of goal scoring that they have, they're not going to win a lot of games if you're only scoring one, two, three fucking goals a game. Agreed. They, yeah. they don't score enough goals. It, that's That's the main thing. Yeah, they give up a lot of goals, but they don't score enough goals to yeah. keep up. Yeah. So they're only averaging like one point five goals every game, which is just pitiful. That's pathetic. Pitiful. It doesn't. Ooh. It doesn't matter who's in the back of the net or who's who's between the pipes if the team can't score a goddamn goal. That's that's what I'm getting at. Oh, and when you have a goal proven... No, go ahead. Go ahead. I think it was just proven. They would say, like, Jimmy Howard have such good games, but we would get shut out. Like, it was like – I feel like it was like the Tigers' bullpen or Tigers starting pitching when they would have a good game, but freaking we couldn't score a run. Like, it's just – Amen. Amen. It's, it's just bad Preach. luck. And Preach. we just – we have – we need a goal scorer. Preach. I mean, goal go find us a goal scorer. Exactly. And then we'll talk about it. But, yeah, I I don't know. It's a hot mess. It's like – it gives me a headache thinking about it because I honestly don't know which is best. Watch it. <laughs> I what? don't know. What will probably happen now is both goaltenders are going to stay for another year. Yep. How or why, I don't know, but maybe that'll happen. Maybe it'll it happen. probably will because it's just how things go around here. Mm-hmm. We just can't get our shit together, and we just need Jesus to help guide us because I think that's our only saving grace. Jesus needs to help us. Agree. Oh, no. <laughs> I definitely agree. And on the topic of Jesus oh, really quick, Jesus need, Nashville needs Jesus too right now because – Obviously, Pittsburgh just got their way. Uh, yeah, well, well it's in Pittsburgh, this whole so shocking. 
we we can do a whole another show on why the NHL <laughs> needs to change this shit. But this offsides <laughs> this offsides rule is an absolute debacle. This thing needs to go. Look at this. Are you fucking kidding me? Look at this. <laughs> Uh, the okay. Welcome to the new NHL. Okay, all right. Okay, so, back to the podcast. So back to the <laughs> podcast here. Before we get too far off topic, we have like two more minutes here. Um, we're gonna plug the next show. We are gonna have a show on Thursday. We're gonna have two special guests. We're not gonna say who. You know, you got to You got to figure that out on your own. Um, it's on Twitter if you look hard enough. Yeah, it, it will be on Twitter if you look hard enough. Um. And then I think that's where we're going to wrap this up, though, because, you know, we want the Griffins to win. Um, we want the Predators to win in this game. And then, you know, the goalie debate is just going to go on all summer long. So, I mean, that's that's basically where we're going to end this. <laughs> so um, I'm going to give everyone an opportunity to plug their Twitter handles. Tess, you go ahead and go first. It is at TMDudleyXO. Tanner, you go next. It is at the other T Swift. And Kayla, you go next. It's at K Loves Red Wings L U V S. And then mine is at Mass Wings Fan, I believe. Um, you can also follow the Winged Octopus on Twitter at Winged Octopus. You can follow us on Instagram. You can follow or like us on Facebook. I guess that's what it is. And you can check us out on the website. The link is in the Twitter handle. I know a lot of you guys are listening to this or on Twitter. Um, so for that, I am Tyler. Um, oh, have a good night, everybody. Subscribe. Oh, subscribe. Yep. <laughs> subscribe. Everyone, have a good night. Stay classy, hockey down, and go Nashville. Go Nashville. Thanks, everybody. Go, the rest. go, pro. go, go night. <laughs>